Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Okay, Daniel, we've got an interesting one today. We're going to get right into it. Javon from Jersey. Javon, what's your question? DIY. How you doing, do it yourselfers? This is Javon O'Neill from Watchdog, New Jersey. My question is, how can you mix business with your personal finances? What systems are there in place or do you guys have in place to separate the two? Okay, Daniel, a uh, real simple question, short and to the point. I like it. Uh, since you take care of all of our books for our business, what do you got? Uh, well, what I would say here is, uh, well, one, I'm kind of bummed that Javon didn't tell us what type of business he's in. I'm curious. Uh, but two, I would say that you have to keep them separated in some way, shape, or form. Uh, that is your kind of obligation as a business proprietor, business owner, etc. cetera. Uh, and you can do that in a variety of ways. You can do that simply through uh, accounts. Uh, so you can open up a separate checking savings account, et cetera, uh, that income from the business comes into, expenses go out of, and you have a good record of, of things going on there. Uh, you should be using some type of accounting system. That that accounting system, if you're small, just starting up business, working out of your you know garage, basement, et cetera, not a lot of moving parts now, that can be a spreadsheet. That could be Excel. That could be you know the same way that you're tracking your personal budget. You can do it that way. Uh, eventually, you want to move into something like a, a QuickBooks or, uh, boy, there's some other, uh, Cabbage, I think, is, is one of them. Uh, some of these newer sort of online cloud-based. QuickBooks is kind of the standard one that people have used for years, but there's some other ones, that new entrants in the markets over the last uh, half decade to decade or so uh, in the cloud-based software movement. Um, so eventually, you want to use one of those to really track what you're doing. The sooner you can actually move to that, the better, because then you are going to have data that you can go back and look at, you know, years from now, uh, as well as just really good, clean, simple reports, whether that's for filing your taxes, uh, whether that's for, uh, you know, getting investors somewhere down the line or business partners or et cetera. Uh, but there's something to be said for just having really good accounting and that discipline of having good accounting for your business is going to overflow into sort of running your business the proper right way. And that is going to help lead you to success, not having things just kind of willy nilly scattered all around. Now, what generally you want to avoid at all cost is this sort of mishmash between your personal uh, money, personal income, if you're still getting a, you know, nine to five sort of full-time job and business income into one account. And then you pay for some business stuff and you pay for some personal stuff, et cetera. And there's, there's no real barrier between those. And, and the reason for that is, is it, you have to sort of think of and set the business up as its own entity that you are going to manage, you are going to care for, you are going to grow, et cetera. And it gets a little wishy-washy. It gets, it gets a little kind of blurring the lines when you just combine those together. And eventually, uh, that's going to cause trouble on you know, multiple fronts, whether that's just simply, you know, moving cash around from the business to your personal or personal to the business to kind of make things float, or whether that's legitimately just not having the record keeping you need uh, to submit to the IRS and other entities. 
We're not generally comfortable in an office setting, I would say. I am no good before 11 a.m. I also get headaches from computers, so I can't be around them for too long. I take stuff. Other weaknesses? We're slow learners. We're not particularly good listeners. Javon, we have uh, several businesses in our in our family. We have the primary business, uh, which is the financial advising firm, and uh, Daniel uh, does an exceptional job in uh, keeping up with uh, some... some uh, uh, Pretty complex QuickBooks uh, budgeting software, et cetera, that that he utilizes. It works in um, uh, combination with the uh, accountant every year to you know prepare the financial documents, et cetera. Uh, but we also have some others and some other sort of side you know hustles, if you will, side businesses. And I keep those uh, separate through Google Sheets. Uh, in all honesty, I don't do anything complex. I, I probably could easily transfer them to some sort of QuickBooks program. Uh, but I, uh, and I did the same thing when I years and years ago started uh, the financial advising firm. I, at the time, was Excel. Google wasn't around, or at least they didn't have that particular um, software package. So I used Excel, and I simply kept the running total of expenses, even if that had to come out of a personal bucket. Uh, so I know that there's times where checks have to be written, uh, maybe a personal card. If you're just starting the business, that it has to be done on a personal nature. Uh, but as Daniel said, you want to try and move that to its own entity as quickly as possible. Uh, whether that means that you have a bank account in the business name and you want to make sure that that business bank account can have maybe no money in it and they're not going to charge you. And every time you need to pay something, maybe you have to move it from your personal to your business and then pay it just to keep it clean. Uh, and then you're going back and you're, uh, you know, making sure that that's a contribution and then that contribution is being accounted for and then you're paying the bill. But I can't stress enough that you want to to legitimize it as quickly as possible. And if you if you kind of, you know, if that's not your area of expertise, then I strongly encourage you to to talk to somebody. Uh, there, I'm sure in your area in in New Jersey, there is a small business association. You can call up your local chamber. They will have resources for you that do not cost anything or much at all to help get you started. But I have seen the other side where people continue to go and they blend the two and there really is no legitimate financial records. There's really no legitimate financial accounting and their business continues to grow and they continue to be successful. And then it comes time to really legitimize this. And they've never been able to properly understand what's going to be impacted through taxes what the cost of this is going to be, how they're going to appropriate for maybe insurance, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you can really start down the path of keeping those solid books, whether it's just a hobby now that turns into a, a business or not is irrelevant. Keep those books, whether you do it in a Google sheet or a spreadsheet, and just simply keep track of everything you're spending, where it's going, what was it used for, et cetera. Find yourself a mentor. You know, again, our, our previous podcast had the same concept. This is an area that's not, you know, it's it's new to you. It's foreign to you. Find someone who's willing to help out. It, it is it is not anything uh, ashamed to to ask somebody for help. Uh, local small business, again, chamber, et cetera. All those are great. But uh, I would find out what works for you. And then as quickly as possible, as Daniel said, whether it's QuickBooks or Cabbage or whatever it may be, uh, uh, take it to a system that it can be completely legitimized on its own, operating you know, solely as a business, and, and then your life will be 
uh, a heck of a lot easier. And ultimately, that means that the business has, has grown to where it's uh, successful enough to operate on its own. That's a very good question. And uh, we used it because I know a lot of people out there have these side hustles. They have these things going on. And, and I strongly encourage, not personal advice, you want to seek out counsel from maybe an advisor, tax professional, et cetera. But I strongly encourage anybody that's just generally asking to keep those things separate. Keep them separate. There's tax advantages as well as making sure you're just sane and you have the ability to to sort of call on uh, the books and, and know what you made, what you spent, et cetera. That is absolutely critical for evaluating how your business or your side hustle is doing. There's nothing worse than thinking you're being successful and the reality is you're actually losing money. That's not a good thing at all. All right. That was a great question, Javon. Thanks so much for sending it in. If you're new to the show, what he did was he sent us a voice memo through his cell phone. He dropped it in an email, podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Will, the intern, will drop him a $25 Amazon gift card. That's right. Will, the new intern, will drop him a $25 Amazon gift card. So we thank you for your participation there, Javon. Check us out on Instagram, DIY.money. That's DIY.money. Or make sure you get on Facebook. Join the DIY tribe for the month of February. We're going to be going in-depth into budgeting and keeping track of expenses. That's the DIY tribe on Facebook. Closed group. You got to, you know, request. It's a little high-profile VIP thing. You request entrance, but I'll let you in. No problem. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. If it's a small business, make sure you track it very, very carefully. Invest the rest and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.